Chi Chat by Chi Chart. It's Chi Chat by Chi Chart. Hi, I'm producer Mel and we're here today with Grant and Lisa and Claudia Chan Shaw. She's a renowned broadcaster, presenter, designer, curator, artist, author and collector. She's Sydney born, she's a creative and has a diverse career spanning more than 35 years, jam-packed with incredible achievements. To say she's lived an interesting life would be an understatement. Claudia joins us today to talk about some of her greatest achievements and what inspires her. How are you going, Claudia? Uh, I'm super, super well, thank you. I'm this very strange and windy day. <laughs> the wind, that does a lot with the children. I've got the young children and they go absolutely bunter in the wind. Do you find that your yeah, energy changes? Not so much my energy at the moment because I'm indoors, but it plays havoc with my hair, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Claudia, no, you know what's really interesting about that is that feng shui is literally wind and water. So with all ah. of that wind, the chi is going crazy out there. So it is no wonder that it go- plays havoc with your hair. And the kids and, are going and crazy. And the kids, yeah. <laughs> wow. So tell us about your career and what's inspiring you these days, but also also some standouts from your incredible time, Claudia. Oh, golly. How, how long have we got? How far back do we want to go? So the potted version, and then we can pick out some highlights. If I had to write a CV, usually I used to put on a fashion designer as my first step, but I've added a few extra strings to the bow. So I started uh, my career as a fashion designer in business partnership with my mother, Vivian Chan Shaw, who is a superstar uh, global Australian icon in uh, the fashion space. And my career started moving more into broadcasting in the 2000s when I became a presenter on the ABC TV program Collectors. And then it's one of those things in your creative path where one thing starts to lead to another and being on a national TV show helped. So from Collectors, I moved into, I was invited to write a book, which uh, was called Collectomania, From Objects of Desire to Magnificent Obsession, because I am a collector. And that's why I was asked to join the uh, cast of Collectors. And then from there, you start to get invitations to do public speaking and and lectures and uh, on all the things that you're interested in, which would be Art Deco or Art Nouveau or Chinese history. And so then I started going on the speaker's circuit. And then because of my cultural background, then uh, becoming curator of the Sydney Chinese New Year Festival, the inaugural curator in 2016, and working on that wonderful project for oh, three years. Oh, can I just stop I you? To- Claudia, I have to yes. stop you right there. Because all of these incredible in- achievements, you know I've had a little look at your chart and you realise this because you're quite excited to hear about it. But i just like to say you have totally gone with your flow in oh, your good. life, okay? And with your mum and you together, your flow is fire, dominant fire. And what that means is that being in the limelight as far as entertainment in that sort of space is was just so mm-hmm. well aligned with your energy. It's incredible. But you've just – I've actually written a couple of notes – because I was going to ask you about 2016, because you actually yep. began a new fate cycle and a new fate cycle, they actually, or let's say, I'm, I keep correcting myself, it's actually elemental phase. So you entered mm-hmm. an elemental phase of yang fire horse. Now that fire from the age of about 39 to 44 really strengthened your fire flow 
And and you've just said to me as well with the monkey of the year, you had so much fire, which for you would have just really put you out there in that limelight, so to speak. Well, that was happening. So where were you when I needed you? Well, <laughs> I don't know. We should have met years ago. my guiding light. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it, though, how, well, well, you know, people say the planets are aligned or things are meant to happen for a reason. So I think very much my creative career has taken the path that, has always been laid out for me by whomever. And and interestingly, your mum, because I, I just had a little look at her chart as well, you know, the two mm-hmm. of you, you can just see that she actually fed your fire. So her chart is actually all wood. So having that resource for you just was really quite inspiring actually for you. So the two of you almost had like this amazing harmonious working relationship. Oh, that's so beautiful. Isn't that extraordinary? Because people always say, you know, if you're a mother and daughter team or a father and son team or a sibling team, how do you work with family? And in our experience, it's perfect because we, we complement each other. We very, very rarely fight, very rarely. And if, if it's a disagreement, it, it always comes around to, okay, well, let's look at it. And then we come to the right decision and it, we're heading in the same direction anyway. So it's always this, this common route that we're going through. So it's, it's quite incredible because um, she is my mentor she is my hero as a mother who brought up um, a family on her own and all of those things you're saying is absolutely true. Well, I was blown away when I actually saw the synergy between the two of you and and how supportive your mum was of you but also what you gave your mum. So it is quite an incredible relationship. But then to sort of see you kind of pick up from 39, you know, not that you weren't successful before then because you can see that within your chart you had obviously a lot of success doing what you were doing with your mum. But really Mm. entering that space, you know, let's say television, media, you know, broadcasting from about the age, as far as I can see in your chart, really kicking in from about the age of 39 was amazing. Interesting, isn't it? (laughs) And and I wanted to ask you as well, because I wasn't sure if you've got children, if you've got a partner, but your day Mm. pillar is the young fire rat. And that actually is a very successful day pillar. It sits on heavenly happiness and mm-hmm. uh, or health and happiness. I would have said, so correct me if I'm wrong, but looking at your chart between the age of, say, 24 to 29, yep. were things like a little bit tested because you had an interaction with your house spouse? You might have met your partner. So that would have been 24 to 29, which actually gave you a water combination clashing a fire combination how did something happen relationship wise that sort of interfered with your career or health Hmm. mum can you remember no nothing nothing happened health wise at 24 to 29 I was still very much entrenched in our fashion business with the Enchantshaw label so there was no upheaval there I did let me see I married when I was 31, so my husband... Yeah, that was in the yin fire elemental phase. So you can't yep, think so my of, husband was part of my life. So mm, I'm just wondering, absolutely. because that water-fire clash, usually something significant happens and... Maybe it, it's coming out of one relationship 
into the better relationship, which became my husband. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So, okay, were you in a relationship then that would perhaps was I don't know fairly, you know, provided a bit of angst? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that perhaps that relationship wasn't really positive for you. That makes sense. Yeah. Look, looking back, certainly uh, as a stronger human being too. Going, mm, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes, I think that was probably it. But it wasn't it wasn't dreadful, but it just wasn't right. Yeah. So what made what made it different with your husband, Claudia? Oh, this this is amazing connection that my husband and I have. We've been married since ninety three and we met when I was still a student at Sydney College of the Arts, wow. but there was no romance going on there. So we have known each other a very long time. <laughs> but the but the funny thing is that we have an identical background really. His strong mother raised him. Um, he went to Sydney College of the Arts, as did I, so we both have mm. an arts background. Um, he's missed, Anybody who meets him, this is Mr. Wonderful. He lights up the room. He, oh. he, he's got the gift of the gab. He's a storyteller. He's funny. He's smart. And when, when I first met him, I thought, oh, my goodness, I've been dating boys. This is a man. And how beautiful is it to hear someone speak about their partner like that? Because to be oh, honest, honestly. Claudia, it's it's really sadly, it's not that often the case. I know it's not often the case. I look at a lot of my friends who have under their second or their third marriage, that, that the, the one that they married in the first place or decided to spend their life with wasn't necessarily the right person. This one, <laughs> so sick. Wow, that's so amazing because, you know, it's interesting you say that. You must have such a good synergy between you that you work through or communicate where you've got occasionally, you know, you'll have interactions with your house's spouse and as she is cyclical, this will happen every few years. So interestingly, last year was the young metal rat and that was Mm -hmm. an interaction. You had a repeat of the rat on your house's spouse. So how was it for you last year and this year? Has he sort of tested you out a little bit or have things just got better and better? Do you always honour each other so these kind of tensions don't arise? We actually don't have a lot of tension. So a lot of our friends look at us and go, God, you two, you two people are, are too good to be true. And, and also, do you ever make a decision? Because we're both very strong in our decision making. But when it comes to, well, would you like to blah, blah, or blah, blah? No, no, you decide. <laughs> it's like, will you two make a decision? So we're, we're very accommodating of each other while not being pushovers. Comparing the two years where we had the lockdown for last year, it and we we we're, we're spent a lot of time together. We also help, help each other on each other's businesses and projects too. So we That's do great. spend a lot of time together creatively as well as emotionally. And he does all the cooking, which is you know. Oh best my thing god, we don't let that one go. <laughs> does he clean up too, or do you have to do the clean up? I I, I do the washing up. <laughs> he makes the mess. Oh. I say yes, mess, and we fix them. <laughs> Download your personalised lifestyle planning app today from the App Store and go with your Chi Flow. Chi Chart, the personalised lifestyle planning app. You can just tell that you're just enamoured with him still after all that time. It's just fascinating. I wonder how does that work from a point of view of Chi energy, Lisa, to get that sort of marriage of where the elements are... Where you've got them yeah. cycling through yeah. all the time. So I suppose with Claudia... 
You know, the fact that her husband and her were in lockdown last year when she had the strong interaction between her house and spouse. And I don't know what your husband's date of birth is, so I can't really look at his chart. He may not uh-huh. have had that interaction. If you both have an interaction, it actually makes it, you know, doubly hard, I suppose. And then you've had it again this year. And again, you've been locked down. So you really have a choice. You either grow closer or you get irritated and frustrated and you grow apart. So when yep, yep. when you actually are forewarned and you know that these, you know, little cycles or interactions are coming up, you either... Like when you look at your chi chart app and you see it right in front of your face. Well, exactly. <laughs> like you know, I do. If it's a connecting day, <laughs> yeah. honour that person who, yes. you know, is in your life you're okay. close to. Make mm. a special effort. Recently, I had three days of no talk to the husband. No talk, mm. sleeping in separate beds, okay? Ooh. And this was like mm. really interesting because this has never really happened before and there's a strong interaction with my house of spouse this month this year and last year okay Okay. and and he's actually got the same thing this year so last year was all my issue so if I was being a cow that was on me you know the interaction with my house of spouse not his (laughs) whereas whereas this year it's actually both of us however I can really truly say in that three days he had no idea what he'd done. And then after three days, he goes, he cracked. He goes, so how long are you going to keep this up for? And I said, well, mm. have you read my letter? Have I sent you an email. And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> the age of technology, Claudia. And <laughs> Grant's just raising his eyebrows. <laughs> and, and he goes, no. And I go, well, go and have a read of it. So then he comes back and he goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I said, how did it take you three days to actually ask me what was wrong? And he said, well, you were being unreasonable. I offered you a coffee and you said, no, thanks. And then you were just really cold. But he didn't, hadn't realised what all the lead up to this final straw was. So... If I, had, I want to ask you a question, though, Lisa. Yeah. Why did you choose to write to him yeah. rather than talk to him? Because I feel sometimes when somebody is already in a heightened state yeah. of anger, okay, mm. they may not really hear what you're saying because they're too attached to the emotion. So mm-hmm. I kind of thought... I am probably, he's going to understand it a lot better if I put it on paper where he can read it, read it again and really think about it before he comes and has that conversation with me. Can I follow that question up with what makes you think that he wouldn't read what he wants to read in the communication (laughs) anyway as he does when he hears it from you? Because if if you're not going to get, if you don't feel like you're being heard, in a conversation, you actually have the opportunity to say, I'm not feeling heard. Yeah. Where on the email, his interpretation of your written word is whatever it is he wants to interpret. Yeah. To but no, but in reading that, Grant, I think there was no way you could deny my feelings. And I use the I statement. Okay. So very important in conflict resolution. I will say that Lisa use- is actually a very good writer. So maybe you're much better at writing than what I am. Articulating. Well, and it's to use the I statement. So you're not accusing somebody. You're not. And I didn't do that. I didn't actually blame. This makes me feel. 
You know, I actually used the I statement and I said, I feel, you know, I I don't feel that you're respecting me. I don't feel that you're listening to me. And I think those sort of things, those conversations are really important to have verbally. But if you can't, because we're all different, our brains, you know, behave in a different way and we've got different types of chi, you know, we've got strengths in certain areas. I've got really high EQ you know, I, I can't really say whether my IQ is that high. He's got a very high mm-hmm. IQ, but his EQ is is definitely needs work. So we've all got different types of intelligence. Yes. So as long as it works, that's the main thing. But yeah. you sound like you've got an amazing guy, Claudia, who's yeah, obviously got <laughs> high, high, high <laughs> IQ and EQ and everything. <laughs> Claudia, we talking about your partner, but just delving back into your childhood and your mother mm-hmm. – On the podcast, we have discussed the feminine energy rising as a universal energy presently. We'd be interested to hear your experience with your mother growing up and why you felt she was so inspirational and what that energy was around her that propelled you to live the life that you do as a grown woman. It's interesting. She she's a very very creative person naturally as a designer, but but everything she touches is creative. Even if she makes a pie, it's the most highly decorated <laughs> thing you've seen in your life. That's so fantastic. Magic, magic fingers and and a beautiful beautiful soul and a great teacher. And making a decision to go into business with my mother in the first place is, or, or not going off and, and becoming a, a photographer or whatever um, is probably part of the experience I had with her growing up. She raised four children on her own because our father left when I was five. Wow. And a woman at that time, um, being alone was a very difficult thing. And she went into business. uh, She opened her business in 1972 and went to the Wales house, the old days before it became Westpac. So went to the bank and uh, said to the bank manager, I've taken today off to get a bank loan to start a business. And he said, no, 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 no. First of all, you need a male guarantor, and my mother bristles. And uh, secondly, you know, you've got four liabilities, and they are for children, of course. So I'm not going to give you a bank loan. You're really not the sort of customer we're looking for. So my mother stood up and said, look, if that's your answer, I have nothing more to discuss with you. And she walked out of his office, and she says she remembers she walked into the sunshine and the sun was in her eyes and she was blinking saying, I'm not going to cry, I'm not going to cry, I've got to go back to work. And he came out and said, Mrs. Shaw, come back inside, let me talk to you. And she said, look, if your answer is still the same, we've got nothing to discuss. And then he sat her down and that day he established a bank loan for her so she could go into business. He even let her use the bank's PO box number to have documents sent there. You know, he was just this remarkable man who gave her a start when she really, really needed it. So here's this feisty, inspirational, determined woman. Mm. And all the while, she was, she was working like a dog. She had three jobs at the same time to raise us. And she worked so hard because the, everything was about raising her children and providing for her children. The creativity was a byproduct of, was a means to an end. And, yeah, and you can it actually see that. You can. It's really yes. interesting, Claudia. You can see that in her chart, what her output was, so much output in there. When your dad left, the, the timing mm. really shows that she was about oh, almost really? 29 or just changed cycles herself. Wow. 
So, mm. yeah, incredible that she managed to achieve that with all of the children. And oh, um, I just can't in imagine. In that time, yeah. like really for a woman, yeah. of course. In that time. In the 70s, I think really you couldn't even have your own checkbook, could you? You needed a man, you know, your husband to sign yep. off on it or whatever. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. And you talk about a moment in time or how something can be impactful. The fact he came back out and he said, okay. You're getting this bank yeah, loan, and that ended. Yeah. Like that started the trajectory for her. He must have recognised the, something there. Hundred percent. She had. So. So, she's also got a golden day. There are one of three golden days out of the sixty yeah. different day pillar types, which means she's quite blessed as well, quite lucky. Oh. <laughs> so she does seem to have this ability to be able to, I guess, land on a bum in the butter. <laughs> <laughs> Would you That's agree? The best term ever. Uh, I've never heard that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's interesting because I, I wouldn't necessarily say that she was a lucky woman in that regard because she was dealt a lot of really terrible hands in life. I think that through her determination and her, mm. her, her resilience, her, her creativity, mm. she and her yeah, her resilience and her her determination, she she had to succeed and and. Created her own golden days, I think. Mm. I don't know how that works in the scheme of things. I think um, if you've got a bit of help, <laughs> I think yeah, any bit of help is great. Yeah, if, if she yeah. didn't, perhaps it might have been a lot harder for it to, for her to achieve the success she did achieve. You can have a golden day yeah. in your chart, but if you don't actually have that determination right. and you go after whatever it is that, you, that you're seeking to, your goals... You're not going to achieve mm. them, are you? That's yeah, right. That makes sense because yeah, she was an extraordinary. Well, I remember um, growing up, just you know, hearing that name constantly, and just yeah, in when I had my first child, knowing that there was your business in the QV building because you moved there in 1986. Let our chi guide you. Follow Chi Chart on Facebook and Instagram. So what did she instill in you as children that you've really taken on board so much, Claudia, in terms of values and ethics or, you know, just things that you remember from childhood, stories that stand out that have created who you are today? She always said to all of us, you can be whatever you want to be and never be afraid to be you. And I can remember once I came home from school when I was little, I'd say, oh, all the girls have got these, you know, JC sandals or chubby jackets or whatever they were wearing. And she said to me, why would you want to look like anybody else? <laughs> and I thought, hmm, okay. I remembered that one because that my, I have always strived to never, ever look like anybody else. I always have my own sense of style and my own way. And but just instilling in us that, if you if you want to do something, you can. You can. And she always used to say that her father used to say to her, if the mind can conceive, the hand can execute. Oh, so that's these are lovely good. philosophies. That's my Chinese grandfather. So, you know, they're the sorts of things she used to tell us. And it made all of us, you know, if, if, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. You think you can do it? Then just do it. That, that's a pretty good lesson in life. I love it because it's just limitless. You know, as a child, I think I had a little bit of a different experience in that my parents, you know, you got a certain mark and, oh, if you didn't do law or medicine, that was a waste of the mark. And they were very much funneling into certain occupations or things like that. Whereas encouraging, you know, a child's own 
like inner purpose is and creativity so special special. and i think it is sadly rather unique claudia yeah a pity a great pity because uh, so many kids are expected to follow the path to get those marks to to uh, maybe follow the the career that the parents have set out for them or uh, choose a partner that they're their parents approve of or whose background they approve of. So, yeah. Although one thing mum also used to say to me when I was little, well, I think it was probably when I had the bikey boyfriend in high school. (laughs) 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 That must have been a fun time, Claudia. (laughs) uh, He was a gentle bikey. So the juices always say to me, just remember, Claudia, that love is not enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wise words. Yeah, and I remember that. And but but you know everything works its way out for a reason. And and interestingly, he dumped me. Oh, <laughs> I bet he's kicking himself. <laughs> he's so upset you fell I off the back of that bike, Claudia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has had enough of his own troubles in his life. So um, anyway, everything works out for the best. <laughs> when she says love is not enough, what do you mm. think she was getting at there, Claudia? I think she was saying, while you may be madly in love with this person, that um, just maybe put yourself, project yourself into the future a little bit, and is that really what you want? And it wasn't because he was a bike, he had all sorts of other things about him. But, um, you know, that was an outstanding characteristic because you go to see people from high school and they go, oh, yeah, you went out with, it wasn't, what about me? No, you went out with. Mr. Notorious. (laughs) Well, it's fascinating too because it's not like she closed the lid on it. She put something in your mind for you to think about and sort of left you to your own devices really. Well, also because the the greatest example of all was that the the man she married, who was my father, was the not an ideal person, let's say, an absent man, and she loved. She married for love, yeah, and it was not enough. It was it was wrong. Well, you so need someone to invest in a relationship. Love. love isn't enough. It, it's not that's enduring. Right. Yeah, it's true. That's right. Let's chat, Chi. Join our closed Facebook group for free engagement daily at Chi Chat. Claudia, I'd like to ask you because you've done some incredible things, and I was really blown away to hear that you actually designed all of those great big sort of Chinese, you know, symbols for Chinese New Year in Sydney, all the big characters. How did you actually conceive those and then, you know, go into actually designing I, them and making them a reality? Okay, so my, my role with the, with the Sydney Chinese Lunar Festival and I was the curator from 2016 to 2018 and so I, I didn't design all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I designed some, but um, my role was uh, in the for that first year. I designed the giant illuminated lantern rabbits. There were fourteen oh rabbits dressed in little waistcoats. Well, little waistcoats. They were three meters high each, oh, standing outside Customs House, and there were these oh, giant illuminated rabbits doing Tai Chi. Oh, so, what? Um, yeah, so cool, Claudia. <laughs> So uh, that that was my contribution to the designs that year. But in the in those uh, first years, it was to connect with Asian Australian artists and give them the opportunity to create the twelve animals of the Chinese zodiac. So while my, mine was the rabbit in that first year, I had people like Tian Li Zhu doing an incredible giant uh, was about two stories high, an ox made of mahjong tiles that was were, were illuminated. 
So working with the artists to come up with knock your socks off installations that were going to be scattered all through the city, uh, showing the twelve animals of the Chinese zodiac. So uh, and 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 working with manufacturers to bring those to life. So I can't take credit for all of them, <laughs> but I can take credit for the rabbits. And in the year of the rats. Uh, I created for the city of Sydney the hero rat installation for the Lunar Lanterns exhibition, which was a tower of nine three-meter-high golden rats who were robot rats. And they had keys in their backs that spun around, and they were piled on a nine-meter-high tower of cogs with the first two cogs rotating, and that was um, outside the MCA. So that was pretty specky. <laughs> That's pretty amazing, that achievement, to get something on that scale. It was wonderful to have the opportunity because the city of Sydney really put a lot of effort and attention into the Chinese New Year Festival, which became the Sydney Lunar Festival, because uh, Chinatown celebrated Chinese New Year in the, in the beginning, and then the, the city of Sydney came in and assisted with turning that into something quite brilliant. They had the, the incredible parades that used to go down George Street, but when I came on board as the inaugural curator, uh, we couldn't go down George Street anymore because of the light rail. So um, this was a new program that the City of Sydney were looking at and we, we came up with the, the Lunar Lanterns. Very so, clever. Uh, and and with your rope, you've got like a, a robot fetish or um, <laughs> how, how do I explain? Because you actually That's collect so cool. robots. I do collect robots. This is how I got my TV gig because I'm a lunatic. Um, I, we wouldn't have guessed I so far, Claudia. Toys. We wouldn't have guessed that you're a lunatic. We want to delve into that. How did this start? Well, there's, there's a, well ever since I was a child, I love tin toys. I, I'm fascinated by their simple mechanics, their beautiful lipo printing, the fact that you can you know, wind something up and it goes hippity-hoppity across the room. Absolutely. <laughs> delights me. I'm, I'm, I have a, a child soul. And uh, so I started collecting tin toys and uh, my mother and I were on an exporting trip to the United States selling our fashion in uh, 1990 and uh, she ended up in hospital with an illness. We were stuck in New York for three weeks and I took myself off and I found this amazing shop called The Last Wound Up. And all these businessmen were standing around a table winding up toys. And I thought, this is super cool. Because I had a little collection of tin toys, but I didn't have a big collection at that stage. So I <laughs> that bought tons and tons of these toys. Went to the hospital, wound them up and had them running across the floor to cheer my mother up in hospital. <laughs> and how old were you then? <laughs> uh, this is 1990, so I'm growing up. I'm, I'm exporting fashion to the world here. I but, love you know, it. I, I, I'm not a, a, a heavy person. I'm, I'm quite a, a bright person. And there's a woman in the next bed in the in the hospital room. His name's Dorothy from the Bronx. And she's going, oh, my God, Vivian, your daughter's crazy. She's crazy. She's crazy. <laughs> and then they had a picture of the Madonna on the wall because uh, it was the Cabrini Catholic Hospital. And I took the picture off the wall and I put a picture of Michigan J. Frog from the, from Warner Brothers' um, Bugs Bunny show up on the wall instead. <laughs> <laughs> so I turned it into happy hour. I lifted the spirit, yes. lifted the whole energy yeah. in the place by the sounds yeah, of it. Yeah, I, I love that. And it's still, you know, the artist rebel of, you know, changing the, the picture. And because I, that's one of my favorite things. I too am an artist, I'm a stand up comedian originally, but all of my artist friends, even Sean, who works here at Cheesha, just that infinite 
sort of glow, but I wouldn't call it like a child as much. It's, no, it's cheekiness. It's playfulness. Yeah, and to be an artist, you have to constantly inquire into be a curious student of the world. <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> and people come to our house and they, they look around and it's interesting you get mm-hmm. the, the people who get it they, some, and they, they look around each room because there's art on every wall. There are objects in display cabinets everywhere because my husband also collects, you know, we, we've got a house full of objects and it's not the house of crazy people. It's not crazy. They're, they're in glass cabinets and they're lit, so it's, it is ordered. And people will come and they'll, they'll say, I don't know where my eye will rest. There is so much wonderful stuff here to see. Or other people come in and go, right, okay, so let's sit down for dinner. And they go, how could you not notice? <laughs> so it's interesting what people respond to. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Whereas some people are completely oblivious to their surroundings. Well, they might just, just feel focused on you, you know, yeah. whereas other people really do take in the space around them. They're aware of their environment and how mm. they're connecting with that. They could also feel like they're well, they crying. Get it. They, well, well, they I just, just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, they, they think you're an absolute nutter. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, yeah, how do I delve into that? And the, when could I get out of here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> you know what they're dessert. actually really thinking? They're thinking, I really want to go and grab that one in that cupboard and I'm allowed to. <laughs> wow, that's just well, dinner parties used to be a lot of fun because we would they'd say, Can we play with the toys now? The ones who got it. And we'd, we'd pull them out and some had batteries in them or some will wind up, you know, the little acrobatic girl who does it does all these different acrobatic moves and spins around on a on a pole. So I don't mean she's a pole dancer, by the way. <laughs> I was gonna ask you that. No judgment for pole dancers out there no. that listen to our podcast, by the way. <laughs> Are you a brand in the energy space? We're always open to expanding our horizons and yours. Email energy at shechart.com. Do you want to read about Claudia's day? Oh, I hadn't even got that organised, but I do have it right here, Claudia. (laughs) Just bear with me one sec. So you Mm -hmm. were born on the day of the Young Fire Rat. And we had another amazing person called Charlotta from the Mindfulness Clinic in last Mm. week. And she's also a very successful woman like you. And she shared the same flow, amazingly, and the same day pillar. So let's see Mm. if this resonates with you. It actually resonated with her. The fragrant breeze brings forth news, refers to whatever individuals born on this day do is appropriate behaviour. However, there may be conflicts between sincerity and hypocrisy and between fact and fiction. To overcome the obstacles, the person needs to scale many mountains and swim against the tide. Those who are born on this day have a sense of justice and right and wrong. Being persuasive, they express themselves well in debates and discussions. They enjoy talking about how historical events relate to the present. In favourable periods, they can change and adapt accordingly. Respectful of authority, they interact well with everyone. They can run for political office, maybe this is your next thing, and be great leaders. By avoiding negative individuals, they can achieve their goals. Like a child, they react, and this is really interesting because this resonates with what you said. Like a child, they react with joy and laughter while enjoying good personal relationships. Mm. How do you feel about that? Okay, I like all the good bits. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? Um, Was there anything that really um, jumped out at you? What was the conflict 
bit. Um, uh, certainly the, the justice and, and the um, yeah, it said, being able however, to express yourself and debate. Yeah, what there was the may conflict be is? conflicts between sincerity and hypocrisy and between fact and fiction. Hmm. No, I'm not relating to that part so well. I did say there um, may. It doesn't mean it has to be, but there perhaps okay, is that potential. So it's not saying that you okay. are, you know, hypocrite or whatever, but perhaps it's yeah. the way things may present to themselves sometimes and maybe it's hard to for some people to, to determine between the sincerity and hypocrisy or between fact and fiction. Hmm. Interesting that, that it mentions a historical event and, and sharing that mm. because a lot of the, the lectures that I do uh, and the tours that I lead are based on sharing a love of Art Deco and Art Nouveau oh, design. I read about and that is, yes. Yeah, I, so that's, I saw that's that. That's sharing fascinating. Sharing stories of the past and, and making them relevant to, to the way we live today and taking people around the world and, and through Sydney these days, looking at these buildings from the past and stories from the past and how, how they, they are still relevant today. So that, that part is, is very interesting. I think I might join one of your tours yes, sometime. Me too. It'd be I amazing. And like, also to even bring in the feng shui perspective on those historical buildings would be very mm. interesting, Claudia. Yeah, when we look at the design movement of Art Deco, it was this, it, it affected everything, not, not only influenced everything rather, not only in architecture but in design, from textile design to your earrings, to your shoes, to the car that you drove in to go to the Art Deco cinema, to the sets and the movies that you're watching in the 30s. It's got this whole beautiful permeating influence that I find really, really fascinating and is a timeless, timeless design movement. Mm. Beautiful. Wonderful. That's fabulous. Thank you so much for sharing with us and for having a chat with us on Chi Chat today. Claudia, how can people reach out to you? You've got so many different projects, it sounds like, and things that you're into. (laughs) Do you have one common base where people can go and find out? Do you want to share your website? Yeah, so you can share my website, that's easy, claudiachanshaw.com. But the main one to, to get involved and, and come on these interesting walks with me around Sydney while, we're, while we can't take you overseas, Art Deco Sydney, CBD, Art Deco Pot Point, and a tour I'm developing right now with the team Hidden Chinatown. So oh, uh, that people can exciting. find out more, go to Renaissance Tours. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Claudia. I look forward to attending one of your tours very soon. It's been lovely to have a chat with you all. Thank you so much for having me as your guest today. Thank thank you you so much. Pleasure's all ours. Like us? Give us a five-star energy rating wherever you listen. Chi Chat by Chi Chart.